welcome to episode 49 of the Film Yak Podcast. I'm John. I'm Kevin. I'm JR. Jonathan. And today we're here to talk... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> go, go, go. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're speeding through this episode because uh, I've got 36% battery... Nope, 35% battery <laughs> life left and uh, no adapter. So it's probably going to be a shorter one today. We're going to talk about Kevin's pick, which was Rob Reiner's Misery... Uh, Starring Kathy Bates and James Conn from 1990, and uh, also other stuff we watch, and also some big, big James Bond news coming your way. How's everybody doing today? Doing great. Great. Okay, well, let's just move right (laughs) on to the uh, the big news. Is that uh, I mean, you know, obviously Danny Boyle had dropped out due to creative differences with Daniel Craig and other producers on the the Bond 25 movie, which is. Really unfortunate because you know yeah. Boyle yeah. would have been uh, definitely a breath of fresh air after the the, the Mendez failures, but um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, today announced Kerry uh, Joji Fukunaga, director of uh, director or writer of True Detective. Did he direct director? Episodes? Yeah, director of True Detective, mm. and uh, writer of the of the original I guess it screenplay for the remake. Um, is coming aboard to helm the new James Bond film. How do we feel about this? Trepidation, for sure. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Like, I think... Here's the thing about Fukunaga. Like, I think if someone, like, gives him, like, enough money and leeway, it could be the fucking greatest Bond movie that's ever been produced. Mm. But I feel like they're going to be so precious with the fucking property... That any kind of originality or whatever, like, is just going to be stripped from it. That's what drug boil out, I'm sure. Then I ca- I can't. Then I have the feeling Fukunaga is probably going to go the same way. So I mean, is or he'll Vaughn, just be a gun for hire. I think he'll is be. James a, I, I feel right. that they can never go back. I mean, like the last two movies have sucked. No, it can yeah. get back to. I mean, because the first the first two movies, no, yeah, the first two movies were good. In my opinion, and I'm I'm in the I'm in the uh, minority there because I think most people think that Skyfall is the best Craig film, but I think that Quantum of Solace is the best <laughs> Craig film. So, uh, well, I mean, it's tied with Casino Royale; they're both great. Um, and uh, Spectre is trash. I think everybody agrees. Spectre, is yeah. trash. Spectre, Spectre was extremely there have bad. been there have been so many shitty Bond films, mm. and there will be so many more shitty Bond films. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, we'll have a good one, and maybe this will be one. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I'm, no more, I'm more worried from his from a viewpoint of like his lack of experience and his TV experience. He seems like I, I wrote in the post. He seems pretty low rent for this franchise. Like it's weird that they would go to a TV director, uh, main, well, you know, known for TV, uh, to, yeah, to mean, help this gigantic. They movie. couldn't get anyone else. I know, right? It's like Danny Boyle is a big name yeah. to come away yeah, from. Yeah. Like Danny Boyle and Sam Mendes are Oscar winning directors, and it's like you would think they'd go with like the mm. the fanboy option of Nolan. Everybody wants Nolan to do it. I, I'd be interested. In that. I, I'd be fine with it. You know, I think it'd <laughs> yeah. be. A, an I think int- that's like the I perfect thing happen. for him. No, it wouldn't happen. Yeah. No, no, that'll never happen. I don't think. Like that, I think I Nolan think feels like he's above it. Honestly, yeah, he's not. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but he thinks he is. Yeah, I mean. So, yeah, but, uh, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. It's slated for February 14th, 2020, so it's going to be a few years before we even see this fucking thing. But uh, <laughs> we don't even know what the story is, and they're, they're out of books at this point. Ian Fleming's long dead. So. Gold and I, too. Hey, you know Maybe. what? Bring Pierce Brosnan Gold back. Eye. <laughs> Bring yeah. Pierce Brosnan back as, like, a, like a, a quantum leap kind of thing or something where there's, like, multiple bonds in different realities. Ooh, yeah, that would fit right into this. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Does not sound bad. <laughs> All right. So moving right along. Uh, 
just going to skip all the fucking trailers and shit because there's really nothing new. Well, the Captain Marvel trailer was released. It looks like trash. Uh, yeah, it looks like Marvel's uh, like, hey, you see that Wonder Woman movie? Yeah. We need to do that. Only we're Marvel, so it's going to work this time. Yeah. And it's going to be set in the in the 90s. It has to be yeah, set in which, the 90s because Wonder Woman 2 geez. is going to be in the 80s, apparently. So, oh, right. Yeah. You know, they have to. We have to constantly one-up each other at every turn and i mean <laughs> yeah brie larson i'm sorry i am just not a fan of this person not at uh, all brie larson yeah she's awful i i can't yeah, do it. I can't can't agree uh, can't agree <laughs> have to agree i you have I, you i hated room but yeah she was one of the reasons i hated room y- yeah but <laughs> yeah. room everything about room yeah like, room sucks. was awful right but but yeah, like, what, 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 what has she been in that's good, like short term twelve or something? Yeah, she was good in that. Yeah, fuck her. All right, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, still mad at her for not clapping when Casey Affleck won the Oscar. That's a little bullshitty. I mean, come on. But why? <laughs> but why? Why be mad at that? Still? I'm not really mad okay. at it, but I'm saying, but it, it does. It, her Did whole her whole aura just feels very like sound like a like a fucking like Neil for the Anthem guy. Like, what? Do you have a like, problem? I'm not, with I'm not watching movie, I'm not watching movies anymore <laughs> if someone's not going to clap. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not saying that. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I don't want to. I don't want to come off as like uh, uh, siding with misogyny or anything either. But I'm just I mean, saying. Casey Affleck's probably a giant dick. So, I mean, it's uh, like, they're all probably yeah, giant, yeah, giant but dicks. I mean, but I mean, the, he's an Affleck, so of the, course. The, the difference is that you, like, I, I don't support Casey Affleck the person because I don't fucking know the guy. I don't know what he does in his private yeah, life yeah. or what yeah. he's how he's treated women or whatever. I do think he's a hell of an actor though, and I think that his Oscar win was well deserved. And I think he's going to continue to do great work, and I want to see him continue to do great work. And, you know, pushing this uh, situation that's 10 years old and that, you know, I, I don't know. I Just the equivalent, like how you, they equivalent, they equivalent, they, they equate everything with uh, like the most heinous, violent act that you could possibly do. And I'm not excusing his actions. If he did anything, I don't know what he did. But it's like, I mean, I've read about it. But I mean... Like verbal uh, sexual harassment, like it's like what Matt Damon said, right? He said the pat- patting a girl on the ass, which is wrong, is not rape. There's a difference. And when he said that, the Me Too movement freaked the fuck out and started screaming at him, and he shut up about it. Yeah. And it's like that's true. That's not okay. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you can't silence people just because you disagree with them. That's all I'm saying. Well, it turns out you can. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're trying to do to Louis C.K. They're and, saying and like it's you know he hasn't been away long enough. He, he never like officially like said i am apologizing he did though he released a huge statement where he apologized and he said he, he was, was like one of the one spotlight. one of the only ones that like really yeah 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 he seemed very actually seemed, genuinely yeah. contrite at some uh, somewhat and i mean right it, right yeah. i'm not, not to, again i don't want to turn this podcast into yeah. like a, a, a haven for like <laughs> a man's movement exactly yeah because <laughs> uh, i don't i don't i'm not into that but uh you know it's just like you have to uh, I don't know if we have to evaluate. We've had this discussion before, and I mean, I don't know if you have to evaluate the work based on who the person who creates the work is. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. it's like I still like Polanski's Macbeth and Rosemary's Baby, regardless of the fact that Polanski is a rapist. You know, he has raped people. Right. <laughs> but you know, yeah, that's just hard. Uh, I know it's brutal, hard and I don't, I don't yeah. condone it, and I don't like it, and I think that he should be punished for well, it. And there's but, a there's know. a Hollywood precedent that like when these controversial people come out, you just don't clap. Like they mm-hmm. they didn't clap for some people didn't clap for Ilya Kazan right. when he came back because he well he named names right fuck that guy <laughs> <laughs> no I like Ilya and Kazan. that's yeah yeah no yeah, I agree you know. yeah they yeah. and that and and if you clap wrong you don't get work anymore like Brendan Fraser <laughs> so 
you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got it. Classic. Classic moment. All right. So let's Bre- move, bring let's, Brendan Fraser back. Let's move on from the controversy. Uh, John M. Chu's G.I. Joe Retaliation. I forgot about that. He's also in that new uh, FX show, Trust, that was based on the uh, same the Paul, J. J. Paul Getty story. I heard he was good mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. I heard it too, yeah. Huh. I'm not going to watch it. Me neither. No. <laughs> well, it is Danny Boyle, though. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Really? And, and Sutherland plays Getty. Oh, still, so, still not gonna uh, watch it. It's got to be better than all the money in the world. It, I mean, it has. Yeah. How could it not be? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to uh, what we watched. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff to talk about. No, I don't at <laughs> all. I've got. Uh, I watched one movie, and we all watched it except Kevin because he couldn't be bothered to spend five dollars on a rental or download it illegally, or, or or which we did not do, or no. the three guys that I'm doing this podcast with couldn't be bothered to say, "Hey, man." Yeah, that's why don't you, why don't you watch Mandy? In kind a of text a, message. Kind of Kevin, okay. Why I don't you check Letterboxd exactly, late at night like exactly. I did <laughs> and stay up until one in the morning? And I was like, oh, yeah, they all watched it. <laughs> because when I checked it and saw that you had all watched it, it was already one thirty. Yeah. So it's only a two hour movie. <laughs> Wait, so it. you did know that we all three watched it? <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you do this morning? What were you doing? You had time. You were you off today. You don't really have to tell me about your day. Oh, it's God. JR, you were off today? Yeah? Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> you didn't watch Mandy? <laughs> I had other stuff to do. No, Cancel nothing the show. more important. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, Y'all are over here like, so, Kevin, when did you stop beating your wife? Well, <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. I like that uh, we're all giving you shit, but we all didn't watch movies this week, and you did. So. Exactly. The Kevin I show. With, so uh, I, how much battery left? Uh, we've got a good 30% left. So, Kevin, nice. why don't you go ahead and <laughs> tell us about a movie that you watched. Okay, so I rewatched Devil's Backbone because I'm going back through all of Guillermo del Toro stuff. This is a really interesting movie. Um, got a lot of good acting, a lot of good acting from the kids that are in it. Uh, it's about this orphanage that's being run by these two people during the middle of the Spanish Civil War, and there's a ghost and an unexploded bomb in the middle of the place and some hidden gold and... Yeah, a lot of a lot of weird, interesting stuff. It's one of uh, Del Toro's um, Spanish language movies, which I think tend to be better than his English language movies. Hmm. Although I haven't seen all of those yet. Uh, so yeah, one of his so, early, early films? Uh, no, yeah. like mid midpoint. Oh, okay. Like this was it's, like two like thousand after after Mimic. Like yeah, after Mimic, uh, two thousand one. Uh, yeah, and Mimic. <laughs> It's got an Oscar now. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't like Mimic. No, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> it was it, like or Blade Two. The man directed Blade Two. Yeah, I, I can't say that if that's good or not. It's terrible. Know. It's it is. The funny thing about it, it's like better than ba- Blade One. Fuck really? you. <laughs> Are you serious? No, I just knew you'd hate that. Movie. <laughs> 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 <Woo>! Yeah. <laughs> I also watched Blade Two. That's a two out of five. Uh-huh. The funny oh, thing is, like, amen. it's it's so weird, like how like. How do you fuck Blade up? Like, uh, you you make well, like, him CG. You CG Blade the entire person. The funny, a, a la Agent Smith and Matrix Revolutions or Reloaded. Ugh, yeah, bad. like yeah. Y- you can tell Blade Two is made after the Matrix because uh-huh. it's pretty much all the same stuff, except like there's so much like they basically like Blade and Blade Two could have been like one movie because there's enough of the same stuff in mm-hmm. it like. You know, uh, what do you call them? Like, lapse, time-lapse shots and... Bullet time? Bullet time and a bunch, you know... 
Which Blade invented? Stephen Norrington invented bullet time in the original Blade. So yeah, so the Matrix ripped them off first. Yeah, and facts. <laughs> yeah, can't argue with it. Yeah, and like you know, not to totally hate on the Wachowskis, but like their stuff is like really not very good. That sounds stupid. I'm just kidding. JR <laughs> loves Speed Racer. I do love oh. Speed Racer. I haven't seen it. I've been, I, I haven't, I've I've had it downloaded either, for actually. years, and I just want to watch it, but I haven't got around. To it. It's really right, long. Yeah. It's a fucking blast. <laughs> yeah. I've heard it's good for multiple people. Mm. Did you see Cloud Atlas, both of you? No. Yeah, I saw Cloud Atlas. Did you see Jupiter no, Ascending? Okay. I did. Is that good? No. Uh-huh. It's not. Did you like Cloud Atlas? Yes, with many reservations. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I can kind of get on. Is your with that. light fixture at 25% battery? <laughs> probably, <also>? yeah. <laughs> It'll probably explode on us any second. Mm. Um, okay, well, what would you give... Uh, but backbone movie out of uh, five, four, <laughs> four out of five. <laughs> Devil's backbone. Is that? Did you watch Criterion Blue on that yes. one? Yes. All right. Good for you. Yes. Did you buy it? Yes. Oh, good for you. The whole collection or just that movie? I thought about getting the entire collection, but then I decided to just space it out. It's got the weird square case. I don't think I'd want it. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, seriously. It, it's, well, it's, also, it's like, like the Herzog collection. It doesn't fit on my shelf properly. Right. It's like yeah. It's well, bizarre the thing, looking. The thing too is like them individually was actually cheaper than the box set. Oh, really? Which typically, you know... That's hmm. pretty strange. Yeah, so... Unusual. Yeah. All right, well, uh, moving on, I guess uh, we'll talk Mandy, because that's all I got to talk about. So, uh, Same JR, Jonathan, and I watched Mandy separately. We didn't get together and watch it. Uh, but we all watched it, and uh, it's directed by Panos Cosmatos. It's his second film. He is uh, the son of George P. Cosmatos. Which I did not realize. Oh, really? Well, he directed... Fucking Tombstone. Yeah, Tombstone, Cobra... Uh, <laughs> Cobra. What's the other one? The, the Abyss ripoff? Don't you not Cobra. Leviathan. <laughs> the Peter Weller movie. Um, yeah, so he's directed some... Uh, oh, and uh, <laughs> First Blood Part 2, which is absolute garbage. Uh-huh. But um, he's actually really never directed a good movie except for Tombstone. But um, yeah, his, uh, his son, Panos, apparently uh, used the Tombstone DVD residuals to fund his first film, Beyond the Black Rainbow. And then that film was kind of a cult hit, and uh, he's Have you seen it? made this. I downloaded it. I watched the first ten minutes of it right when it, when it was added to Netflix like ten years ago, and I just didn't finish it. I don't it's know. Really, it was really it's slow. really interesting movie. It was really mm. slow at the beginning, so I, I guess I was just kind of like not into it at the time. Sort of, sort of like Mandy. Yeah, yeah. He he takes his time. Oh yeah, and I I will say that about Mandy. Absolutely, it's a slow burner as well. Mm-hmm. It takes a while to get going, and when it gets going, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's a pretty intense. Yeah. Pretty 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 intense. How do you guys mm. feel about uh, Mandy, starring Nicolas Cage and Andrea Riseborough and Linus Roach? I enjoyed it. It was uh, maybe a little too '80s throwback, I guess. Really? Like a, a little much? Okay. See, I felt the exact opposite. Really? I felt like it said the, the beautiful title card. Uh, I think the, it looks great. Shadow Mountain, but it's 1983 just, AD, oh, no, yeah. amazing card. I think like, it looks great, great but that, it does. And then, uh, and then after that, I was like, I, ha- I kept trying to remind myself this is in the 80s because I didn't see anything about like why, it, like it just seemed timeless to me because it wasn't like they were doing anything that was specifically 80s. I mean, the just, shirt, this, the shirts, the shirts, and the just the I style mean, of the movie. And, uh, he, his one shirt, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> the shirt that he wears. And Mandy's shirts, Motley Crue. Well, shirt. Mandy, well. I can't say about Mandy, but I mean, uh, she's not in the entire film. So, spoilers. Uh, you know, and then the cult kind of is reminiscent of more like a late 60s vibe yeah. going with them. So it's kind of like, I just shouldn't, I, I don't know. It never, 
outside i think the 80s thing kind of more plays into the fantasy novel inspiration aspect of the yeah. whole thing how the whole thing essentially is a gigantic fantasy novel it goes off the, the rails. 80s yeah yeah it's I, I think my biggest problem with the film is doesn't go far enough with the violence i really it, that okay what that, i mean that, <laughs> i was like actually it, it's it's more it's not like it's not as crazy as i thought it was going to be it's violent as fuck mm-hmm. but it's not like i mean the trailer makes it look like it's going to be a two-hour bloodbath sure and, and it's, it's not it's a one-hour bloodbath. yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> i think my biggest problem though is, is a personal problem and i i'm i'm really i'm burnt out on cult stuff like Oh, okay, I don't know. Yeah. Like after Jesus. Far Cry Five, you're done. Far Cry Five, fucking <laughs> uh, uh, the show, uh, the Hulu show. Waco? No, the Hulu show. Oh, the Path. The Path. That yeah. Show sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, the third season sucks. Yeah, hard. it's it's so bad. <laughs> I didn't see either of those. And yeah, all this other stuff that's coming out. Yeah, the, wa- the Waco game. thing. I know. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm tired of cult stuff. Uh, it's just such an Warren easy, Jeffs. It's just such an <laughs> Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I got you. I got you. <laughs> it's just such an easy out for like evil. And, you know, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. We should have paired this with Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene as a double bill to cult movies. One very understated, one very overstated. But besides that, mm-hmm. um, very entertaining. I'll Extremely say, entertaining. Well, I'll say the biggest problem I had with it mm. was that I I found the, the, I don't even know what you'd call it, like the aesthetic, I guess, inconsistent. In mm. that, okay, is this movie set in the real world? No. At all? You saw how many moons there were, right? Yeah, but okay. Yeah, but he's like, he's like tripping he's, balls is, at that point. He is tripping balls for one. And he tasted yeah. the super acid. Right, right. The super <laughs> Yeah. And two, the jelly acid. And two, I feel like, yeah, it's just like a, a, a way of showing where his mind is at more than where the actual film is located. And then, But then yeah. also... I'm I'm like if it's not set in the real world then why are the why are the guys who ride the ATVs bikers? Like why not just make them I got, like at first I was like oh this is cool they're like interdimensional beings and they're like they've been called with the horn of Abraxas which is fucking amazing. <laughs> that was killer. And then it's just like but it's like it doesn't make any sense. It's like well they're bikers but you can call them with a whistle? Like I don't like what, what, this makes absolutely Also no sense. like what I mean I I, under, I don't even understand why they called them like, what did they really need those guys to? No, exactly. You know that's I mean? a good. That's another good. Point. And I'm just like, yeah. did you really need these like psycho drug freaks? I don't know. Yeah, I agree because it's like everything that after they capture them, they do everything. everything. Yeah, yeah, they do everything, <laughs> and then the guys just vanish, <laughs> which is really weird. And then I was like, after he, I, I hate to like, I'm not. I don't want to spoil anything for Kevin, but after the first series of deaths. I was like, these are the people he kills first? Like, shouldn't these be, like, the ultimate badasses? I mean, you know well, what happens. It, he kills everybody. The, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the, the demon biker guys, like, they, they need a sacrifice? Yeah. It should have been someone else that they offer for a sacrifice. If you, if you mm-hmm. get, I don't want to spoil it. I really don't want to spoil uh, this for you. But <laughs> they should have offered anyway. a someone else as a sacrifice, and then he could have. Am I supposed to know who you mean when you say someone else? Y- yeah. Okay. The name of the movie. Hopefully. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Like that would have made me, that would like personally that would have made more sense because yes. they would have taken her, yes. and then it would have been like okay now he's got to just fucking kill everybody. I agree. It's weird that it's weird that they that the the cult people are the ones who do the most like heinous act of yeah. violence in the entire film. It's bizarre to me, and it just feels inconsistent with like the like if the mood of the film it, it wants to project itself like again like it's a fantasy film, like it's set in this fantasy world, the Shadow Mountains, and. Uh, <laughs> 
you know, whatever else they say that's <laughs> like the horn of Abraxas <laughs> and all this kind of shit like this. You know, it's like if they want to make children of the dawn, children of the new dawn. New dawn yeah, yeah. If they want to make all these kinds of like fantasy <laughs> references. It just seems like they could have gone further with it and just made it a true fantasy film, especially since everything that happens in it is totally fucking ridiculous. I mean, I don't think it is a fantasy film though. I think it's, I know it should be is what I'm saying. Okay. You're saying it should. Uh, he, like he, gotcha. he, he paints it like that, but then he tries to present some kind of like story that's rooted in some reality, the reality of biker gangs who do acid. I, I, think I mean, it was, it's like, it's, <laughs> um, it makes no sense to me, uh, but I, that, that yeah. it's, it's a problem that I have, but it's a problem that drags it down from a five is all like, cause it's a great film. It's very extremely well made. It looks incredible. Uh, I think the acting is quite good. I really, Linus Roach is great as the cult leader. Yeah, <laughs> he's fantastic. I love his like changing moods, like how he's yeah, like uh, when he wants to seduce Mandy and he shows her his dick and then she's like not interested and then he just starts freaking out and screaming at them. he first jerks off a little bit and then he starts screaming at them. it's just great just great then great, he then he quotes scenes. uh Dennis Hopper he said don't you fucking look at yeah, me yeah. like multiple times yeah like 12 times which i also found that that was another thing that i kind of like i mean that's a that's a super nitpick but like that line I feel like that's kind of like a weird line to give that guy at that moment. And then because it because it is like such an iconic line yeah. from Hopper. And then also the fact that she she says we live down near Crystal Lake. Like, c- come on. Come mm. on. <laughs> like, really? Like, I know that Panos is super into the 80s and the horror films and everything. But like Crystal Lake, I mean, get fucked. That's what I'm talking about, though. I feel like it's like too, there's too much of that, like, nostalgia shit in this. OK, but. It sounds All like that aside, the, you know. it sounds like it's a lot of like niche nostalgia <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, you have to like really be in deep. Chris, Crystal Lake's not a niche. Well, no, but I mean, <laughs> no. uh, it's just from the outside. It sounds like an urban fantasy where, like, yes, technically it's the real world, but like, there's this. But like, you turn the wrong corner, and all of a sudden, you're not in the real world anymore. Yeah, maybe sort of. If you watch this really, really tired, like I did, <laughs> uh, you don't even notice that shit. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Because it's just so aggressively fucking weird, and <laughs> it's like you just want to close your eyes and go to sleep, but there's so much red in your face that you can't do it. It's <laughs> so like this is uh, I don't know. I like I, I feel like I was just kind of going with the vibe of the the visuals, and it was I didn't notice any of the uh, the nostalgia stuff. That uh. now that you say that you talk about it, it probably annoys me. I, if I go I, back oh. and watch it; it might annoy me. Well, I don't know. Like I said, like I'm saying, I didn't, I didn't notice it as much. So I mean, like I just noticed those movie references, but I didn't see that. I didn't see the Dennis Hopper thing as a, as a specifically an '80s reference. I, I don't think I did either. It just, it just when he said it, when I he was said, like, yeah, was my mind like, okay, instantly went there. Yeah, this is yeah, Dennis yeah. Hopper in Blue Velvet, and that's kind of lame. Like he should come up with something different yeah. for him to say, but because mm-hmm. it's a really lazy, especially since in the context of what he was saying, why he was saying it, it's like. It's almost the same thing. It's just like well, we're in a post Stranger Things world, and yeah. it's just I, I don't want to hear anything about the fucking eighties anymore. I, agree. I really don't. That's why Marvel is one step ahead. Lo- of the game. I, 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 I love Marvel the nineties. I love so much shit from the eighties and nineties, but it's just like let's just let's let's. I agree. Attempt to make something uh, new. Bathroom scene thoughts. Awesome. It was the most <laughs> Nicholas Cage. It was the most <laughs> Nicholas Cagey moment that we get. Didn't it feel like they? 
like I know the camera moves in that scene, but it just didn't feel like at first like the camera is just so static. It and, like, should a not wide have shot. Moved. It feels like it feels like they just set the camera in there. And we're like, okay, Nick, we're gonna be outside. Go ahead and do your thing. <laughs> you know, like to give him absolute <laughs> privacy so he could really freak the fuck out. And then also, I feel like Nick, take he, your pants off and then yeah. we'll get out. <laughs> I feel like he's definitely drinking real vodka in that scene too because Absolutely. he grabs his yeah, throat. Yeah, it's like it's, like it's burning. burning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I like I like that. I well, I'm mean, speaking of Nicolas Cage. I, th- I think his performance in general is actually really good. I really feel like when the, the movie started, the first hour before the violence starts to happen, I was like, I'm all I'm hearing is how crazy he is in this movie. I'm like he's got he's really controlled so far. Like he's very very good. Like at just being like a normal I, yeah, everyday. I, I think yeah. this movie really shows like he's a really great actor. Like yeah. it, it usually with big actors like this, like you just see the actor like no matter what like it's really hard to separate but like mm-hmm. i kind of got lost in this like it, like especially like whenever the the bathroom scene he's like pouring the alcohol in the wounds yeah. and shit like i don't know <laughs> he's like, a madman he's yeah. a madman yeah. this is not nicolas cage anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i mean obviously in the second half he does uh have like that scene and then the scene when he uh does the acid and the you know all like I don't even know. What does he scream at the guy? Whenever the guy shoots the TV with a shotgun, he, like, screams something at him, like, three times. It's like some phrase he screams at him. I don't remember. I I couldn't make it out. I was like, what is he saying? He's just screaming over and over, and then he (laughs) he kills him. And I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? But, yeah. I I love it when he tastes the acid, though. Like, the second it it dishes his tongue. (laughs) (laughs) How do you guys feel about the dick knife? A little seven reference or what? That was disturbing, to say the least. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and also, I was a little confused about the geography of that. When he, when the guy tackles him, is the dick knife going into his body armor or is it hitting the carpet? I thought it was the ground. Is it the ground or is it in his body armor? I don't know. I don't remember. I think it hit the ground and he was stuck. I love that. Not really I sure. love that scene, though. I love the... Uh, did, did he the do the gore of that? Did he scene. do coke before? Or after, after. That? That okay, after, after okay. he killed that guy, he, dr- <laughs> he he took the cocaine with the, with the broken glass and just <laughs> wow. He's, he's that was a lot of cocaine and, yeah. the, and the blood, the so much blood gargling. It's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> like there, there's a there's a good minute of blood gargling in this movie. Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. If you if you edit it, does somebody do a should do a super edit <laughs> of all the blood, blood gargles from Mandy? <laughs> Um, I like the chainsaw battle. I love the ten foot chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it in the trailer. I was very excited. Uh, really cool stuff. I wish it would have been more graphic when the chainsaw actually killed the guy, but um, it was pretty good. I also really like the the end. Um, the the let's pir- not let's not get too. Much I, I, no, no, the, the, the ending the, is good. The the, the <laughs> pyramid thing. Yeah, chapel. The, yeah. What the fuck? Is, it's you're on a different planet at this point. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I definitely. like in the car. When he's looking at uh, a hallucination, yeah, and you just have the very red shot, yeah, of him, and he's got he's got a crazy Nick Nick Cage face on, ear to ear. Might have been my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> might have been his, my favorite moment in the movie. He's doing his vampire's kiss thing where he, that he did in, in yeah. Vampire's Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was beautiful, <laughs> excellent. Yeah, it was good. I like that too. I like uh, I, I like the. I also I, I was kind of on the fence about the animation at first, but it won me over. I like the animated sequences. Uh, they're cool and they do remind me very much of like heavy metal. Yes, yeah. which is I think a, a good like I that's like a that, good that's good eighties nostalgia that you should yeah. be putting in this because it references like metal culture and shit like that. Where you know which is what this movie cl- I, like obviously like Johan Johansson's score is getting into that too with the like, doom metal guitars yes. and everything. You know, I felt like the animation was maybe a little too clean, mm. but should have been drawn with crayons. 
<laughs> or no, just, no, just filtered somehow. Maybe a little dirtier, oh. but I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. It felt a little out of place. And but apparently, no, it, the, it did uh, look good. The, I read that the the Goblin Cheddar commercial that they watch, or that he watches <laughs> after after the event, is directed by some guy who does uh, stuff on Adult Swim. So, oh, interesting. Uh-huh. Which makes a lot of sense because yeah. they do yes. a lot of Seth Green. Throwback. No, not Seth no. Green. Some <laughs> some guy I never heard of, but uh, you can imagine like Tim Heidecker making something like that, you know, mm. on video assist from from the time or whatever. But uh, yeah, I I think uh, I really really enjoyed it. So um, and honestly, I've been thinking about it a lot since I watched it, which isn't something that happens a lot with movies. I find uh, it stuck with me quite a bit, and I, don't, I honestly feel like my four out of five was a little low. But I'm gonna I guess I got to stick with it. So four out of five. Four out of five. Give it three and a half. Yeah, so you didn't you didn't really get it, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't watch the deep dive this week. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's a good throwback. Um, all right. Well, Kevin, do you have another one you want to talk about? Uh, yeah. We've got twenty percent left. Okay. So maybe talk about one more. Pick one. Well, I can go through both yeah. of these pretty okay. quick. Okay. Um, personal yeah. shopper. Yeah. I. <clears throat> It's I, I just wasn't that enamored with it. I you think weren't. What'd you give it? Three point two five. Oh, your brother liked it. Yeah, he liked okay. it. He liked it a lot more than I did. For yeah, whatever reason. It's amazing. That's why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think there's like like my problem with it is there like so many the texting t- battle on the train. <laughs> that's that's one of them. Who who leaves their texting sounds on these days? No one. Assholes. Yeah. Isn't but she also, wearing earbuds or something? Yeah, and she's that? wearing earbuds, and we're still hearing shroop. And well, she's hearing well, it. So yeah, she's our, hearing it. And that's that's a cue for the audience. We know exactly. I, I we know guess, the battle goes like, on. Not everybody can see really well. You know, they need that audio <laughs> cue. <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, like I thought it was like really obvious, like who it was, and I I thought like that whole thing just like took like so much of the movie, and the payoff wasn't worth it. Yeah, I remember watching it and feeling this similarly. Like I don't like. Uh, I remember watching it and asking myself, "Is this good? I'm not sure if I'm enjoying <laughs> this." Like, yeah, it seems like I like. I'm like, I'm almost on. I'm on. Just really on the fucking fence about it. But uh, mm. in retrospect, I remember. I, I think I okay. like it. I think I like it now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the film a lot. I like where it goes after that. I like the uh, creepiness of some of the visuals towards the end. Yeah, and yeah. How'd you I, feel I thought... about the ectoplasm? And the use of the word ectoplasm. Yeah, I thought I thought that was kind of silly. Isn't ectoplasm invented by Ghostbusters? Like, am I wrong about that? I, I don't know. know. It feels like it's a thing I've only heard about on Ghostbusters, and yeah. they're using it in this film like it's a real thing, like a scientific term for ghost goo. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, I can I can understand you know trying to make it like you know. Do they exist? Do they not exist? And like the kind of ambiguity no, of the it's ending. It's a real thing. It's a real but, thing. Um, okay, cool. It's the outer layer of a of a ghost cytoplasm well, and oh. an amoeba. And by real, oh, by, oh, I see. I amoeboid see. cells. Well, then they, so it really makes no, it has nothing to do with spirituality or ghosts no. or anything. Well, there right. is a uh, there is like a paranormal meaning I'm looking oh, really? up. Oh, that was coined in 1894, which oh precedes I, Ghostbusters I a little bit. Yeah. Indeed, yeah. That is. I've never even seen Ghostbusters. Oh, God, just to be clear, are creepy as fuck. What is, is happening in this picture? Is it the picture where they took the, the boy at the foot of the stairs? <laughs> what? The conjuring picture the, oh. that the conjuring is based on? I'm saying the real life thing. Oh, that that is uh, very, very odd. I don't know what we're looking at. <laughs> looks like a girl like yeah, curled up either. on a bed. Right. The, uh, but it's the audience doesn't know what we're looking at either. No. Yeah. So let's, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Continue, so, Kevin. yeah. So I wasn't crazy about personal shopper. Um, 
and then the other day I watched Crazy Rich Asians, and I. <laughs> it's a fucking metal cover right there. Oh jeez. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa! Creepy shit. Just send that to Burzum and uh, see if they want to use that one <laughs> <on> their, next, <laughs> their next cover. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, Crazy Rich Asians, like, um, I enjoyed it. It's a fun romantic comedy, and I think you know, it kind of plays out like you would expect a romantic comedy to do, but it's still very satisfying in that way. It's well acted. It's well made, and uh, like, it re- reminded me a lot of like a like old like British romantic comedy from like the 60s and I thought like that was a really interesting throwback because you don't see that very often is it now uh obviously you are not Asian just for our no. our listeners um but did you could you see how an Asian might find this movie offensive personally no but then like that's the thing too like it's not it's not necessarily about Asians. It's about insanely stupidly rich Asians. And are, are and people crazy? Getting, are people yeah. getting offended? Oh, and, specifically in America. Okay, yes, some Asians are getting offended, and specifically, what? okay, well, I'm, okay. I'm in the process of explaining it. Jr., if you'll just give me one. Very second, impatient okay, today. Uh, I know we've only got nineteen percent, eighteen percent. Okay, uh, so uh, specifically, I have a friend who lives in New Orleans who's uh, of Asian descent, and uh, he's. Uh, unhappy with it to an extraordinary degree to where it forced him to write a very long scathing review on Facebook about how much it, uh, is, it, uh, is this not created by all Asians? It is uh, yeah. apparently, but, uh, well, it has white writers also involved, but I mean, oh, um, okay. I think the director's Asian, the, the main writer, yeah, the, the, book, the book is written by an Asian, uh, yeah, the cast like, is Asian. Yeah, yeah. So. There's like three non-Asian people in the, in the entire movie. I think, uh, it's he, sa- I'm sorry. It's set in the U S no, it's, it's no, Singapore, it's, right? Well, it's like, Something. There's a flashback to London, then we're in New York, and then we go to Singapore. Okay, okay. So apparently, he has a problem with like he <clears> thinks <throat> it's like f- you know fake representation, like like it's uh, it it claims to be this movie that's you know wholly representative of Asian people, and it's all written and directed by Asian people, and it's produced by Asian people, and it's a great thing for Asian people. But he's like, it's it's bullshit because I I, I, I the gist of it, I guess, is that he it's bullshit because uh, it's about Asians like as opposed to just like he I guess he wants representation just like in normal roles like Asian yeah. people should I mean, just that's be understandable. As, like Dick yeah. Smith as you know yeah. police detective or whatever that's understandable but yeah. like I think this is a I think this is a the right step there's nothing wrong with it yeah I don't, I don't understand why I think this a, is a good I mean, thing I, I like, agree it's I a popular movie right. in the states that's here's the thing his, all led by a his uh, his <clears throat> upset post that he posted just all it did was make me cringe that i had to watch this thing now i'm gonna have to watch this thing just so i can rebut him or agree with him and uh yeah so i'm gonna have All to right. see it eventually and uh i really don't want to I even actually, even even with, do want to even with kevin's review and i kevin i love you but uh this movie looks like trash so i can't i, <laughs> well, I mean it's def- i mean it's definitely not up your alley i wouldn't right. ex- i wouldn't expect you to like it in the first place i probably I mean, won't but i want to see i i know i'm not gonna like it i want to see it from the perspective of is it well, like, is it going to be offensive well like does he does he think that like black panther is the same thing I think he. I want to say he wrote negatively about Black Black Panther as well. Then that sounds like he's, he's got a real stick up his ass. Yeah, that's that's. Mm, I mean, he does man. have a point though. I mean, like it would be nice to see. I mean, the the thing I, is, like, I agree. it's a very nice like any, minority any, actors yeah, like in totally, like totally. just. I mean, it, like it's really a basic like fish out of water, you know, upper class, lower class, you know, never the twain shall meet kind of story. It's just told with Asian people, and like I don't. I don't see how that's a bad thing. Like, it's giving opportunity. Like, there were, like, maybe three people 
whose names I knew in this movie. Okay. Everybody uh, else I had literally had never heard of. Let me just let me just read an excerpt of this uh, post. Okay? <laughs> just so we're just so we're sh- I don't want to misquote the guy. Not that I'm going to give his name, but he says Crazy Rich Asians is a racist, sexist, homophobic, pro-capitalist, pro-American piece of propaganda trash that managed to have an all-Asian writer, director and cast, yet still create more damaging stereotypes of Asianness than any white filmmakers ever did. Every member of the cast is either a romanticized, whitewashed ideal of Asian-Americanness or a backwards trope of Asian traditionalism. This is the kind of thing that people have thrown at Tyler Perry for a long time. Right. Right. So, I mean, is this something that you can... Can you see his point here or do you disagree? To a certain extent. I mean, like, here's... Like, the thing is, like, I think a lot of people will probably be confused about the, like, lack of, like recognizable like Asian accents a lot of people speak with like a very kind of British accent but the thing is if you know if you know history Britain has a very long history with China especially with Hong Kong you know they didn't get out of Hong Kong until like way later way after you know the The cultural revolution and everything right yeah, like so it was a, like a long time. So there's a long history of that kind of thing. Well, if you want to know the so, history of Hong Kong getting away from Britain, you just watch Rush Hour and yeah. you get the whole history lesson in that movie, you know. So yeah, isn't that movie racist too? <laughs> I don't see the problem. Uh, I really probably don't. is. I remember people, that movie sure. being pretty I think that uh, Chris rough. Tucker's character has some moments where he's talking about their food that can maybe a little question pretty extreme. Now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I you know, obviously I haven't seen the movie yet, but uh I do have to remember that we are four white guys sitting yeah, around yeah, saying, exactly. I don't see the racism. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, well, you're like, right. I, I think. Like, and, and that Kevin is especially white. Like, look how pale the guy is. <laughs> yeah. Whitest white. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm of Scottish descent. So exactly. for sure. He's yeah. got a big red beard, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I could see, I could see where they're coming from, but it's also like the same, like. You know, there was the criticism of Isle of Dogs, how, like, Wes Anderson was just fetishizing Kurosawa's well, version, version of Japan. Because you, know, <laughs> you just don't like Wes Anderson, man. Well, he fetishizes a lot of things. Yeah. So. But, like, but you know, it's not paint, you know, specifically going out of its way to paint Asians in a bad light. I mean. Interesting. If we have oh, any, right, if we have any Asian out, no. listeners who you know like aren't robots in China that are trying to hack us, then <laughs> let us know yeah. if you've seen this movie. Like, let us know. Agree. Yes. But write to us at feedback at filmyacpodcast Gives you a, gives you a sense of our ego that we are a little worried about Chinese hacks. Yeah. Really? Like, oh, they're coming. We're the ones. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> not not to not to rush us into the next section, but we're gonna have to jump right into this deep dive. Uh, mm-hmm. Our deep dive this week is Kevin's pick, Misery, directed by Rob Reiner from 1990. Uh, Meathead goes to town on this one. I'll tell you. Oh, he does. Uh, what what uh, <laughs> what made you pick this, Kevin? First off, no one no one else at the table had seen it, or at least that's correct. It. And I've seen it. Yeah, you had seen it. Yeah. Well, fuck off. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Anyway, the, um, this was on this was on heavy rotation on TBS. Oh, okay, so you hadn't really seen it. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah so pretty much. They seen probably it. cut out the best right. part on TBS. So. Mm-hmm. Right. The Farnsworth moment. Nah, yeah, I don't remember. Chest hole. It's been a long time. <laughs> I knew, I knew, I knew you would like that. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's something something different that we haven't seen, and like, I think that's an interesting thing about Rob Reiner as a director, at least like '80s and early '90s, like. He made a lot of very different movies, like going from like Spinal Tap to Princess Bride to 
When Harry Met Sally? When Harry Met Sally and... To Misery. And, yeah, Misery. And then he goes on to do A Few Good Men. So... And then Trash. Story of Us? Yeah, and then it just goes downhill Great after one. that. But uh, <laughs> North. North, yeah. Oh, I haven't, I haven't oh, seen wow. that one. Uh, uh, but yeah, like his, his Bruce Willis collaborations, just great films. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, yeah, really let him let let Willis stretch his acting legs. Totally. <laughs> but so yeah, I thought this would this would be an interesting thing to look at. Yeah, uh, oh, and I, I bucket list. I agree that <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan and Jay are uh, checking out the the Meatheads filmography. LBJ. Uh, yeah, he did LBJ. Oh wow. Anyway. Uh, so what do you guys think of... Uh, well, I guess, you know, JR and I haven't seen it. So, JR, what do you think of, of this movie on the first time watch? Uh, not not a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fucking hated it. Next. Wow. <laughs> no, I, I did not hate it. Um, you, you know, I thought uh, Kathy Bates was a great, uh, a great psycho. Um, you know, she does that. She goes big. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, she can, like, turn on a dime with, with what she's doing with her voice and her face. Mm. I didn't love the way, like, anytime she goes crazy, Rob Reiner just uses the same shot on her mm. face and like that. But um, worthy of the Oscar? Uh, I don't. I have no. I don't remember who she won against, but probably I mean, she's good. Um, um, well, I can't look it up. This was, uh, <laughs> you know, it was it was thrilling and chilling. <laughs> This thriller was thrilling. I I guess I, I was surprised that James Caan is so passive, doesn't doesn't Thank get to do you. anything. Thank you. My first note is James Caan is way more calm than he should be. Why doesn't he confront her even a little bit about the fact that she's holding him hostage? It was it was unclear for a while. I was like, does he not realize what his situation is? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I can't. Right. There was a moment where I was like, oh, now we know. But. Uh, he was yeah he was a little slow to to figure out what was going on or slow to act on what was going on, yeah. Um, and then you know like the Farnsworth part where the sheriff comes in and has a look around played out exactly the way I, I imagine everyone thought it would. Sure. Um, well, I thought he's gonna get shot in the head, but other than that. okay. <laughs> so like this this movie didn't really have any surprises, and that's that's not because it's so famous. I I didn't know what happened in this movie at all. I knew that at some point he breaks. Khan's, she breaks Khan's ankles. Sure, that was the only That's thing I knew about it. Famous moment. Yeah, yeah, and that was when yeah <laughs> when you see the mallet hit the first ankle. That was didn't expect to see that. It's pretty heavy. So, yeah, uh, yeah. But you know, you know, again, this is a you know, it's a nice, it's a nice little thriller. I I didn't, I just didn't think it offered a lot of special. What what? A lot of special stuff. I agree, and I think that it's I, honestly. I hate to say it, Kevin. I know that you love the guy, but I think it's you got to lay it all at the feet of Stephen King on this one. This story is like the fact that this movie won an Oscar is bizarre to me because Oscars tend to stay in their lane as far as like uh, you know uh, fucking historical dramas and but they shit do like that. Oscars like people they like big when people jack jack themselves off. <laughs> and isn't that kind of what Stephen King is doing? Linus there? Roach should be in line then for this an is, Oscar this yeah. coming season. <laughs> Twice. Well, this, this is the only Stephen King movie that's had an Oscar. I win, know. So, and I mean, I'm not saying that Stephen King's a bad writer. I've never read anything he's written, but this story is, and I don't necessarily mean this as a negative. This story is very trashy. Like it's so like 
uh, it feels very lowbrow. Like the idea, like just, <laughs> just the way it plays out, and like how her character is represented as being so over the top, like ridiculously crazy, like comically crazy at times. Uh, you know, and that's obviously, you know, more on her and Rob Reiner, but it's like, it just feels like such a, such a minor trashy kind of story for such a, I feel like it's a pretty like well regarded film. Um, I think that's kind of the point though. I think mm-hmm. she's supposed to be huge. Like she's like Stephen King's books are like that. Like they're just fucking crazy and like larger than life. Sure. I don't yeah. Know. It's just that the craziness in this one comes from one character and not. Right. The plotting and I think I, I think uh, like several actors passed on yeah. his role, yeah, because they just didn't want it. Like they read the script, and they're like, th- th- "There's no <laughs> acting, there's nothing <laughs> here." Yeah, and uh, that's another problem with the casting of James Con. I think is that James. I expect James Con to be more uh, more aggressive than he is in this movie. He's, he's, he's so submissive, yeah, and like, and I understand what he's doing or what the character is doing. The character's playing her, trying to like you know, placate her until he can make his move. But it's, it just feels like at the beginning he should be a little bit more pissed off about what's happening. You know what I mean? Like maybe, like maybe he could like there, like a scene of aggression that would result in her, you know, doing something back to him violent. And then he would realize, okay, I've got to play it the other way. But like, it seems like he immediately knows, okay, this person's crazy. I need to handle her with kid gloves, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And maybe, well, I think that's answered by the special effects makes up on his legs, and like his legs are fucked. Yeah, and well, like not not only that, his like feet are swollen as well. Yeah, disgusting. yeah. I Elephant mean, it, man. like there's yeah, there's that, and like the fact that like like watching it again, like the little like the winces that James Con does, like it feels like he puts them in places where they really matter, where like he's you know, like. Okay, you know, he knows that, well, I cannot move. There's no way I can get out of this. So, you know, it's like you're, like you're confronted right. with someone who, like, you know, you're out on the street, like, and someone's acting, like, really just insanely aggressive. You're going to, you're not going to, like, try to antagonize the situation. You're going to try to you're, do you're your not, best to calm him down. Right, you're not going to antagonize the situation until after she's hobbled you, and then you are feel free to flip her off through the window which also makes no sense it feels like a very like cheap moment of like let's get some humor in this thing and then he flips her off and I'm like well he's getting a little gutsy now at the, towards the end here like uh, originally he wasn't he didn't want to fuck with her at all and now he's like willing to flip her off through the window and say fuck you you know well see that's the thing like by that na- at this point he doesn't care right like I, I as far yeah. as he concerned he's probably dead yeah but uh yeah i'll, I'll i will say that um I think the movie looks great. I think it's shot really well. Barry Sonnenfeld, uh, yeah. the DP here, Coen Brothers fame, uh, early Coen Brothers stuff. Um, and uh, I really liked that. Uh, speaking of performances, I think that uh, Farnsworth is the the best performance in the movie for me. I yeah. I loved his performance. I mm-hmm. he's, honestly speaking of the Coens, a lot like uh, Marge in Fargo, kind of like kind of like a bumpkin, but like a mm-hmm. but clever yeah, and yeah. capable and everything. Definitely. You know, so uh, really interesting, and I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe even lifted a little inspiration from his character. But he's he's mm-hmm. great in it. I really like all of his bickering with his wife and uh, yeah. <laughs> all that stuff is good. And I like that when they call him up and like when Lauren Bacall calls him and, and they're talking at first, I feel like, oh, this guy's like an idiot. He's not going to get anything done. And then it's like, oh, no, he's actually like 
totally on the case and he's going to take care of it. Yeah. yeah. It's the, it's the only case I think. Right. That he has. right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be, I really like that moment where he's like, I'll run it through our system. And he just puts the post-it <laughs> note on the wall and see if anything comes up. I've never uh, seen Richard Farnsworth in a movie before. So this is, he's pretty good. And uh, I'm, I'm must watch the straight story now. So <laughs> it's the, one of the only lunch oh, films yeah. I haven't seen. I knew he. I knew he looked familiar, but I I had totally forgotten about the straight story. Yeah, what, what are you saving that one for? I don't know. I just haven't got around to it, and I don't have it readily available. I have to go download it. So, and I also say that uh, a lot of guests like cameos in this, but uh, J T. Walsh. Yeah, J T. Walsh. Like, couldn't you just get him in the movie for a little bit more? He's great. Like, I, yep. I can't get enough J T. Walsh. The guy's great. Yeah, know? like he's JT. he's one of those guys that like he's a he was a bit player, but like he was the greatest bit. Oh yeah, yeah. He had some big roles though. He was uh the villain in a couple of movies in the mid nineties, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, Pleasant Villain Breakdown and uh mm. he played Kneebomb and the Negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> the villain in the Negotiator. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he and John Spencer. Right. R. I. P. both. So one of the cameos kind of bugged me. Like did Lauren Bacall just say like, I'll do it but I need three scenes? And why why Lauren Bacall? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Really and, weird. I mean, I like Lauren Bacall, but I don't. I don't really I, understand why. And I don't. Probably she had like a free weekend, and Rob Reiner's like, I want to work with Lauren Bacall. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I didn't need the wrap up at the end. I didn't. Oh, with her as the other waitress or whatever. That was right. Yeah, I just a hallucination. That, I, I will say that I like that. It, that was seemingly just playing out in his mind. He wasn't like actually seeing that. He didn't like, oh fuck, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He's kept calm, just talking about it the whole time, and you can just see like it's still haunting him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I also don't understand like the like the book that he writes at the end, the Higher Education of Philip, whatever. It's like the book has nothing to do with anything. Like it's not. Like, I would think that it's pretty obvious that you'd write a book inspired by the events that just happened or something yeah. like, you know, really dark or something. <laughs> but that because was because of which. And I know that Lauren McCall says you should do a nonfiction about what happened. But I mean, I don't know. It just feels like it's just like, yeah, you should. And it, and more less because it's going to make you a lot of money and more because it's going to uh, help exercise the demons of the situation. Did we ever say what happens in this movie? I don't think so. So uh, Paul, <laughs> uh, James Conn plays Paul Sheldon, who uh, drives his car off of a, a, a road and is rescued in the middle of a snowstorm by Kathy Bates, who plays uh, Annie Wilkes, who is his number one fan. He's a writer, and she loves all of his, uh, speaking of trashy, his trashy romance novels. Yeah. And uh, she is very upset that he is trying to kill off one of her favorite characters, so she holds him hostage until he rewrites the book correctly in her eyes. So do you think... Do you think that uh, if he had not killed off the character, he would have let her go? Or she would have let him go? Excuse me. Probably not. No, she not. was going to shoot him in the head, right? Oh, you mean at first? Like, yeah, if she had got went out and got that Misery book, because the the character in right, his right, trash right. Yeah, is yeah. named Misery, um, and it played out exactly like she wanted it to, would she have just let probably not. him go? No, yeah. she's probably, probably not. So. I think yeah. after the reveal that she's a serial murderer of babies, then I, I think it's pretty much uh, all bets are off there, JR. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's that, a little confusing that, that she's a little much cuz like cuz they never jail. like they have like that that sequence where he's looking through the uh the photo album, but there's no mention of like, you know, like baby killer released under protest or something like that. You know, no explanation <laughs> no. as to why she's still out and about doing things. You know, I thought it made a lot of sense when Farnsworth was at the library looking up the uh the clippings of you know the baby killer. 
oh, yeah, thought it was yeah. a little more surprising that she keeps those clippings in her house in her <laughs> like in her, her, her in her happy memories book. It's a bit over the top. Memory lane. Because it, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well it's like serial killers keeping mementos. So Yeah. Right. Yeah, it it's, it just feels like Buffalo she would have been more like in denial the, yeah. about like since she oh, she, she thinks she's like so morally up, out like upstanding. Yeah, yeah, but she wouldn't want to have the evidence of that around. But child killers usually feel. I feel like the like I've read about. I was actually reading about a woman who killed children today on Wikipedia, and uh, and you have those thoughts at school sometimes. <laughs> <I get it>. <laughs> <laughs> no, like little children, and uh, she uh, like they always seem to think that they're like they're like morally justified somehow in doing it. Like God is asking yeah, them to do yeah. it or something. Like she's clearly religious in this film. Like she thinks God wants her to. Okay. So that's, you know, and one of my notes was like, is there a reason that she's got this crazy faith thing? Or is it just like another quirk? But I guess if there's an unspoken connection to the baby killing, that makes sense. I don't know. I kind of like that about the movie, how like, yes, she's religious, but like, there's no like, you know, like, massive crucifixes around the house no like exceedingly overtly religious imagery like she's got like the little animal figurines and stuff and like she wears and you know she wears the cross Mm -hmm. but like you know there's no like you know like cultish vibes about right she doesn't read the bible to him before before better yeah 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 and she like you know that would have been her favorite actually. thing in the world is those <laughs> trashy romance novels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know that nineteenth-century well, misery lady that is just, probably getting yeah. banged all the time in those novels. That just brings uh, brings us to the another uh, kind of inconsistency, which is uh, <laughs> whenever she whenever the the uh, ultimate fight happens, her her screaming of the word cocksucker or whatever she what did she did she say cocksucker what did she uh, say cocksucker yeah, yeah cocksucker which is seems like very out of character for this person who's so. Uh, like she, like I understand, like she's enraged now, so she's gonna yeah. speak differently. But like even when but she like was enraged this, this earlier, like, she never cursed really, and she got mad at him for cursing. Yeah, and she, yeah, because like before, you know, cock a duty car and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like, I well, I think like it's a more appropriate in this instance because like now, like you know, like the entire time, you know, she's going on about like. You don't appreciate me. I do everything for you. You right. know, I cook you. I cook for you. Cook I can, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. She might, uh, she might have done it after she uh, blew his brains out. You know, you never know. You know yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So, like, now, like, you know, mostly she's been unhinged. But now, like, the gloves are off. And, like, she just doesn't care anymore. She's beside herself with rage. Um, I agree. And uh, she is definitely... She's so she's a very it's this, it's an upsetting situation for the protagonist to be in. And I feel like uh, if anything that I could say really, really works in this movie is like uh, creating a, 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 almost like a mood of uh, anger. You're like you very much identify with the anger that James Kahn feels in his private moments. And also, I mean, I don't know how you guys reacted, but when he hits her with the typewriter, I audibly screamed fuck yes kill that bitch because like, <laughs> I, I hate her at that that you know because she's she's yeah. killed my favorite character she uh right. you know has killed children like she's a horrible human being and uh she yeah. definitely deserves she keeps to die. a pet pig yeah yeah anybody Name, anybody, anybody who has a potbelly pig deserves to die so uh <laughs> you know but uh yeah i was i was very excited when she, when uh when he was pummeling her and uh, <laughs> yeah you know, so I think that that it does that really well, and I think the suspense really works. Uh, and all the scenes where he's 
out and about in the house, I was terrified for him. I was like, she's going to come home and find you. And then she's going to hobble you. Because I, knew, I knew the hobbling was coming. Yeah, too, you, you know, know it's right. coming. Yeah. Yeah. So, and when, when she, but I'll be honest, though, when she pulled the uh, covers off before she hobbled him, I was like, his legs look perfect. Like, his legs have healed all the way. Like, how long has he been at her house? Was he there for like six months or something? I mean, like, how long is it? It's got to take longer than that for your legs, your broken legs to heal. I, mean, I think he's there for for months. I mean, we're going from probably closer to the beginning of winter to... It shows the thaw happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I just and feel like... And if it snows that much, the thaw is probably pretty late. Yeah, that's true. It, just feels yeah. like it, it feels like it, it was like a year and a half because <laughs> his legs were like perfect. When, yeah. You know, yeah. She, and then she had to break them again. But, um, yeah, yeah I, uh, I don't know. I think the suspense is really good. I like the real snow also when she was rescuing him. Now the snow was just like, there's so much of it that it's just piling on his face while she's rescuing him. Yeah. That's intense. I would be scared as an actor to uh, be involved with that. Apparently they made this into a, William Goldman uh, wrote the, uh, wrote it into a play. Yeah. And it was on Broadway with Bruce Willis and Laurie Metcalf. In the I kind of want to see that. It actually. looks good. I said, there's this, there's a, a, a compilation of scenes on YouTube, but it's it's uh, visual only, and it's like a minute and a half long. But you can see them oh. in the scenes, and uh, it's just like it's like an advertisement for it. Okay, but um, yeah, kind of cool looking, and Bruce Willis looks good, and he's like bald. He's not doing the wig thing or anything. He's like noticeably bald and gray, right. and he's got the beard. And Laurie Metcalf's a psycho, so she could she plays a psycho anyway. She could play a psycho. Jackie yeah. is a psycho on Roseanne. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Any 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 other thoughts? I love the squib. I do. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's really good. Is this uh, Rob Reiner's best movie? No. I haven't seen uh Of the ones I've seen, I'd say yes. What would you say is better, JR? A Princess Bride is oh. better. Okay. Yeah, I'd the, agree with you that. You mean The Princess Bride? No, I mean A Princess <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're going to stick with it? <laughs> not, not The Princess Bride, you know. Another well, princess. I haven't bride. seen a, the Princess Bride in a very long time, but now that it's coming out on Criterion, I might pick it up. Um, my when wife Harry really likes Sally. It. I like that more too. I like when Harry met Sally. I I don't know. I I tend to be. I'm so enamored with the opening scene of When Harry Met Sally, with the scene where uh, uh, Billy Campbell. What's that guy's name? <laughs> Crystal. <laughs> Billy Crystal. Where Billy Crystal's being <laughs> such a dick to her on the drive. I just want that to continue the whole movie. I want that to be the movie. And then when it's not, I get a little disappointed. So I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I don't want <laughs> I don't want him to be uh soft at all. I want him to be like, constantly angry and raging and I'm I'm just getting a low battery warning. So uh maybe okay. star ratings? I'm going four and a half. Damn. Go three. Three. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go three and a half, and I, honestly, it's a, a hard three and a half. Might have been a four. Uh, had a couple of things went differently. I, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's uh, very infinitely watchable. Oh very, yeah, it's very thoroughly watchable. enjoyable. Very entertaining. Uh, so yeah, so next week is uh, our fiftieth episode, and if things haven't changed without my knowledge, the plan is top fifty movies of all time. Each of us four hour podcast. Get yeah. some yes. popcorn. I'll have to get have a, a new toilet nearby. Yeah. And uh, we will be recording that, and uh, we'll also be recording uh, sort of like, I guess, more like miniature deep dives of four films. Mine will be from my top ten, and it'll be Julian Donkey Boy. So what is everybody else's uh, choice for their films? Who has one, right? I can see you guys are on your phone. So JR? Completely <laughs> forgot. We're going to do uh, another one from my top five, Hiroshima Mon Amour. Oh, nice, nice. I forgot about that. 
Kevin. Life of Brian. Life of Brian. Okay. Didn't you guys do that one? We no, did that before I, it was filmed. Oh, you assigned it to Jordan. I assigned it to Jordan, and like uh, okay. Jonathan was kind enough to clue me in that it, they were showing it at Perkins Row, so yeah. I went and watched right. it. But, oh, no, okay. yeah, but we've never done it as a deep dive. So we'll do cool. those three and Jonathan. I'm going to make you watch Solaris. Okay, I'm going to have to watch. <laughs> it's going to be a busy couple of weeks. I, don't, I think we're going to have to. Uh, I don't know what the schedule is going to be like, uh, how much time we're going to have to do this because <clears throat> Solaris is a long movie. <laughs> and, uh, but we're all going to watch all of these movies. Yes, this is the yes. plan. And yeah. then we will come together and discuss our top 50 films of all time on the 50th episode uh, so if you have comments or concerns or questions please write to us at feedback at filmyakpodcast.com visit our website filmyakpodcast.com I have a blog there that we update very regularly with trailers and news and uh, I try to give it a little bit of comic bent I get angry sometimes and I write some angry stuff you get so mad Man, thank you <laughs> <laughs> I actually genuinely am mad about certain things too. I just it just infuriates me to see some of these trailers, and I just have to say something about them. So I had the exact opposite reaction to the Captain Marvel. I watched it, and then I forgot about it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I was like it's just another I was superhero movie. Infuriated by the inclusion of Blockbuster in the first, uh, say, twenty seconds of the of the trailer. It was just so such a such an obvious pander to you know this nostalgia fueled society that we currently live in so anyways fuck captain marvel fuck marvel in general and uh (laughs) join us next time for episode 50 thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you later Too far inside my body. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to make a penetration joke. Okay. Uh, (laughs) We're running on fumes. I know. Uh, Okay. Uh,